0: Whenever hunger pains in stomachs rumble, and insatiable cravings overtake the body and brain, whenever savory smells fill the air and tempt your taste buds, this is the time to feed your cravings, partaking of Disney's delectable, foodish delights. Welcome, foodish boys to the Lunchbox Ghost Podcast. We will quench your undying thirst and feed your hunger for all of the foodish morsels that Disney has to offer. If you weren't hungry before, you sure will be now. (laughs) Our
1: show begins with your foodish host, the Lunchbox Ghost hello foodish mortals thank you for tuning in once again to the lunchbox ghost podcast i have here with me today one of my eat to the beat reporters sam stern who you have met on previous episodes hi
2: sam
0: hey mr grumpy gills
2: hey joel how's it going When life gets
0: you down, you know what you got to do? I don't want to know what you got to do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim.
1: Oh, everything's going great. How are you doing? Well, there has to be someone. It's the ocean, silly. We're
2: not the only two in here. Pretty good. We had a pretty chill day here in Florida. It was only 72, which is shocking for us down here. So it was lovely.
1: The best things happen by chance. Oh, it sounds lovely. That's my kind of weather. Great weather to visit the parks.
2: Let's just hope it stays that way because it's been anywhere between 95 to, you know, 90 degrees. And it's just been a lot. So, yeah, let's hope it stays with us for a little bit.
1: Well, speaking of visiting the parks. We're going to focus on the four main parks in today's episode, and I wonder if our listeners can tell what the topic will be today from some of the clips that we've been hearing so far.
2: Yeah, I hope that some of those clips gave them a little bit of hindsight or clues into us and what we're going to be talking about having to do with the ocean.
1: Oh yes, October is National Seafood Month. So of course, this episode is all about seafood and where you can get some great seafood in the four main part. You know, in some of the feedback that we've gotten from previous episodes, some of the listeners have just commented that, wow, you know, I've never thought about eating chicken wings and I never realized there were that many options to get chicken wings and the same with sandwiches. Someone commented, you know, I've never thought about grabbing a sandwich around the world showcase, but thanks for letting us know. I think the same is with seafood. You know, I I made a comment to someone about an upcoming episode and talking about this episode in particular. And I mentioned that we're going to concentrate on simply seafood. And you know what their comment was? What? Well, there's only one place, isn't there? That's Coral Reef over at Epcot there isn't anywhere else you can get seafood, is there? And I said, oh no, you're wrong. And when I started listing all the restaurants where you can actually get seafood, I was amazed myself.
2: You know, when we were going through the whole list, Joel, it even shocked me too, how many different restaurants there were that even have just one or two options for seafood, let alone the restaurants that are solely based on seafood. So I am 100% in agreement that, you know, it's shocking to sit and think about all these Disney restaurants that have all these various options that we've been talking about, whether it be Italian food in the future or talking about different sandwiches and now talking about seafood. So yeah, I'm in agreement.
1: Well, certainly in my family, when you look at the four main members of my family, me, my wife, and my two sons, I've been going since I was 10 years old but as a family, two of my family members are allergic to fish and seafood. So seafood is not an option for them. And I've never really concentrated on where all you could get a good seafood meal. I've had some good seafood options, such as mussels or fish, shrimp at different places, but I've never actually gone to a restaurant that serves specifically seafood and there are some that concentrate on seafood but there are so many where you can grab a seafood dish while your wife has chicken or a date and your son has a burger so i think it's something we need to explore and i do appreciate you being on this episode with me to explore for our foodish mortals out there
2: of course and definitely disney esque to say that there's going to be options for everyone on a disney menu but when you sit and think about all the seafood options, it really is astounding at how many options and variations they are. The more you and I sat down to think about all these restaurants and just those small little twists that they put on the same base of a meal. So I'm excited to talk about that.
1: Well, you mentioned the long list of restaurants and because the list is so long, We're going to have to pare this episode down because it is impossible to discuss every single restaurant where you can get a seafood dish in one episode. So we're going to concentrate on the four main parts. And then in future episodes, we will also discuss whether it be a signature dining episode, some of your signature options for seafood. But when you're looking at seafood, let's start where most people think is the only place you can get seafood throughout walt disney world and that is the coral reef restaurant at epcot have you had an opportunity to visit coral reef
2: so i normally end up eating and drinking too much around the world that i don't have a sit-down dining option at epcot but this is and has been one on the top of my list solely based on the atmosphere alone i know nothing about in terms of what there is to eat there which i'm sure you're going to educate me on but from what everyone has said about the atmosphere and the feeling that you get inside this restaurant, I think it's gonna be a top choice for me soon. Well,
1: certainly every visit to Epcot includes a visit to the seas civilian for my family, and coral reef sits inside the seas with nemo and friends pavilion and it houses a 5.7 million gallon saltwater aquarium which is one of the largest of its kind in the world it is something to see and we always enjoy going in the pavilion just to take in the aquarium and watch the fish and all the sea life the sea turtles the sharks we go visit the manatees it's always a special part of our trip but like you we've never eaten at coral reef
2: i think it's one of those things where you just go mostly for the atmosphere and then I've heard that you get pleasantly surprised at the different variations in the meals that they do have there for seafood options. I mean how can you go wrong when you're sitting right next to a massive fish tank like that? How many gallons did you say it was?
1: 5.7 million gallons.
2: That's unbelievable but to sit there and watch all the fish coming by and to have That feeling that you are underwater definitely adds to the atmosphere.
1: And the aquarium alone is home to a living coral reef and over 4,000 sea creatures. That's a lot of sea creatures. There are 85 different species just in that aquarium. And as I mentioned before, sharks, stingrays, sea turtles, fish of all kinds. Now I can tell you if there were mermaids in that aquarium where you could view them from coral reef, I would have already been there. That would be a go-to restaurant every time I go to Walt Disney World. Now, the dining room is designed so that everyone has a view of the aquarium, no matter where you are seated. It has large panoramic windows, and the design and color scheme in that restaurant is just amazing. The lighting is dim. It's a romantic restaurant, and it gives you the sense or the illusion that you're actually on the ocean floor as you're watching all of the sea life swim around you.
2: So you're saying that Disney has focused on all the details of your dining experience, not just the food that's in front of you.
1: Exactly. I was looking at the menu for this episode. I was kind of surprised that there's not a larger selection of seafood on the menu and that there is actually a very large selection of non-seafood dishes. So... This would be a perfect place for my family to eat. And again, like Beer Garden in our last episode on Oktoberfest, I think a lot of people shy away from coral reef because they think it is nothing but seafood, that you can't get a steak or, or chicken or some other option that you have to settle for seafood. And that's just not true. The appetizers do include a shrimp cocktail and a lobster bisque. I love to start a fine meal off with a good lobster bisque or a clam chowder or some type of soup or appetizer. And you can certainly get that at Coral Reef. Now, the fish selections, they have seasonal fresh fish selection. And they also have a seared mahi-mahi with jasmine rice and coconut and cilantro lime sauce with Caribbean shrimp salsa. So the taste and flavors that you're going to find in this restaurant are amazing. They also have good shrimp and grits with cheddar cheese grits and local corn succotash and andouille sausage with a Creole spice emulsion. So again, a lot of good flavors for your mouth and to satisfy your palate.
2: Well, and it seems like they gave you two different fish options. One that's a little bit heavier, having that cheddar cheese grits and the sausage, and that a little bit of spice with the Creole seasoning. And then they also give you a much lighter option, with the mahi, the rice, and that cilantro lime, which it gives you a lot more of that freshness. So it's nice that they gave you two different flavor profile options.
1: Exactly, gives you an option for what you're feeling that day. You know, whether it's a cool day in the park like today and you can eat something heavier or whether it's a hot day in the park and you want something lighter, that's not going to weigh you down.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Well, let's move on from the Seas Pavilion and Coral Reef and see what else we can find at Epcot while we're here. And then we'll visit the other three parks.
2: You know, you've told me that there's a lot of different options in each of the pavilions. I can't wait to hear about them because it's not something you usually think about in all the pavilions having a seafood option.
1: Well, that is true. And I have never thought about it until we were researching for this episode. And it is amazing at the different flavors and the different options you have around the World Showcase. But before we get to the World Showcase, if you go in the Land Pavilion to Sunshine Seasons, you can get an Oak Grilled Salmon served with cheese grits and andouille corn succotash. So that is a a good option there. If you don't have time to get a reservation and go to Coral Reef or one of the other restaurants around the world showcase where you'll need a reservation, try out Sunshine Seasons for the Oak Grill salad.
2: I was going to say, that is from a quick service, right? Yes. And so to have that option at a quick service, I would have never thought.
1: I wouldn't have either.
2: And having salmon that is oak-fired adds that other depth of flavor that I wouldn't have expected from a place that is a quick service.
1: Oh, definitely. I don't think you can go wrong there. So let's start our trip around the World Showcase. And I know during the Food and Wine episode, you and Shantae started in Mexico, and that's always a debate whether you start in Mexico or Canada, but since we're already on the right side of Future World, let's just go in through Canada. I guess I'll let that slide. (laughs) <laughs> I know you prefer to go into New Mexico, but I love, well, I love every pavilion. Canada just has to be one of my favorites, and La Salle is one of my all-time favorite restaurants. I have never eaten seafood there. I've eaten duck and I've eaten steak, but they have a winter wheat lager steamed mussels for an appetite. Now, I love some good steamed mussels. I've had them at other restaurants, on Walt Disney property, but I've never had them at La Cellier, and these sound amazing. The Winter Wheat Lager Steamed Mussels, or Prince Edward Island Mussels with house-made chorizo, shaved fennel, butternut squash, and grilled ciabatta.
2: Mm, you know, butternut squash and fennel are one of my two favorite flavors put together. And I can't say I enjoy mussels, but hearing those two combinations makes me think that I may just have to go there and give it a try just because of that.
1: I think you should give it a try. You know, a lot of people shy away from shellfish, at least while it's still cooked in the shell. I'll get a bowl of mussels as an appetizer sometime, even though it should be an entree. (laughs) But I'll get them as an appetizer just because I want the taste. And I will definitely try these. Also, as an appetizer, you have a jumbo shrimp cocktail but as an entree. Have you ever had paella?
2: I have, and normally paella is Spanish themed, right? Yes. But this is being offered in Canada, so I'm interested in hearing about the flavor profiles of this paella.
1: Well, I was surprised to see this on the menu. And again, chorizo is a Latin American sausage. So I was surprised to see that as one of the ingredients in the mussels appetizer. But here as an entree, they have a sustainable fish selection a la paella. I love a good paella because it's a lot of rice with all sorts of ingredients thrown in. And this shows me that you can throw whatever you want to in paella. This includes lobster mussels clams saffron infused basmati rice chorizo green olives teardrop peppers piquillo pepper aioli that is a lot of taste and a lot of ingredients a lot of good quality ingredients for this pie.
2: and it seems like that's going to be a really nice depth of flavor to balance with the fish
1: Oh, I think so. It's a good hearty dish. Now let's work our way on around the world and I'm going to skip the UK Pavilion right now because there is one special dish. I love to get there and I want to come back to it wrap up the world showcase in Epcot so let's move on to the France pavilion have you eaten at either of the restaurants in France
2: yes I have I've eaten at chef de France but I can't say that I had the meal that you're about to talk about because I don't know if I can do it but I'll let you bring it up
1: (laughs) well I wanted to highlight France because one of the few French words I can say is escargot I had to get past the mental image of eating a snail but When I tried escargot, I was delightfully surprised at how good it was. So I don't mind eating snails anymore, particularly when they're cooked the right way or cooked the way you're going to find them in a fine French restaurant. And Chefs de France is a charming French cafe that actually transports you to the heart of Paris. And it's right there in the World Showcase at Epcot. It has high ceilings, it has an intricate mosaic flooring, and it has huge expansive windows that look out onto the promenade of the World Showcase. You can sit there and people watch. It actually gives you the feel that you're sitting right in the middle of Paris. And one of the appetizers is a casserole of escargot baked in a parsley and garlic butter. So I would encourage you to try it. Sam, I know you can't get past the mental image, but just like the muscles, you have a mental image there. If you think about the taste, you know, close your eyes. Let somebody else get the smell out of the shell and feed it to you while your eyes are closed. And tell me if you like it or not
2: so the flavors that you're describing are great they're all ones that i enjoy but you are so right the mental game that you play with yourself of the texture of items and combining that together to form an image in your head of what you're eating can sometimes block you from enjoying a certain meal since you have had them and you were very adventurous i think it's gonna be one that's on my list the next time i go just because i feel like i have to now But I don't know, I have not ordered them because I am nervous about that mental block that was going to happen if I try it. And I know that a lot of individuals also have that same feeling. So maybe I'll take one for the team next time.
1: Well, a lot of individuals do. And for all of you foodish mortals out there and all of you individuals that have this block in your head about eating certain things, I'll have to share with you. My mother wonders how I became the Lunchbox Ghost. Because as a kid, she took me to the doctor because all I would eat was... mashed potatoes and toast that is a true story and the doctor told her when I got ready to eat I would eat and boy was that doctor right because now I eat I eat a lot of different things as y'all know and I enjoy a lot of different things and I enjoy stepping outside my comfort zone and trying something I've never tried before and the majority of the time I am glad I did. I enjoy what I've had and can't believe that I've never tried it before and can't wait to try it again. And I think if you'll get past that mental image, again, like I said, close your eyes, let someone else feed it to you, <laughs> and you just concentrate on the taste and get the image out of your head. I promise you, you'll like it. Now, for an entree, they also have a white wine and lemon marinated salmon, broiled, served with rice and champagne sauce. Again, a good quality piece of fish right there. I would recommend getting the appetizer of escargot and then getting the salmon for an entree. Now, if you want to get a little bit fancier, you can go upstairs above Chefs de France to Monsieur Paul, which is a gourmet restaurant serving classic French cuisine. And again, they have escargot as an appetizer. They have a smoked fish assortment as an appetizer. And for their main courses, as far as seafood goes, they have a bacon-wrapped golden tile fish with spaghetti squash, mashed potatoes, and butternut cream. They have a pan-seared arctic char filet with vegetable pearls, radishes, chicken jus with honey and thyme. And they have a black sea bass in potato scales, and a rosemary sauce, and endive gratin. You can't go wrong with any of those dishes.
2: All of them sound absolutely delicious. I love rosemary and the endive gratin that you just described with that sea bass, because I feel like sea bass can transform to any other flavors that you put on it, which is awesome.
1: That is true. Well, let's move along around the World Showcase, and next we come to Morocco pavilion and I have never tried either one of these restaurants and again I think it's just because I've never truly been introduced to Moroccan food but when I started looking at the menus I'm wondering why I've never stopped there and tried some of these foods. At Spice Road Table, they have small plates of fried calamari or spicy garlic shrimp. And they have an entree, again, a salmon dish that is chili rub with quinoa, fresh chickpeas, orange, raisin, and pomegranate syrup. I love pomegranate.
2: So you've already brought up a couple different salmon options, Joel, that have been at multiple different locations, but have added their different twist on it, like the pomegranate sauce that you just described with raisins that so describes morocco and the chili rub salmon again describes moroccan vibes and flavor profiles so it's very interesting to see the same base of food being transformed at each of these locations to whatever matches the description there
1: right it's not like you can just go get your salmon figs you can go multiple different places and get a salmon fix with a different twist, which I think is awesome. And certainly here it's served with quinoa instead of rice. Now the other restaurant in Morocco is Restaurant Marrakesh. And if you go inside there, it looks like a sultan's palace. They have an appetizer that I am dying to try. And it's called a seafood bastilla. A bastilla is a pastry that has very thin layers to it. And it's baked. It's filled with grouper, shrimp, and mushrooms.
2: That's delicious. You have all the lighter seafood inside that white sauce with the heaviness that's with the pastry, they balance each other out really well.
1: I think they have to. Again, the description of the pastry and the pictures of the pastry that I've seen on the Walt Disney World website, filled with a grouper and shrimp and mushrooms, I just have to believe that first bite would just have to be amazing. Now they also have a mussels appetizer at Restaurant Marrakesh. They're steamed mussels served with capers and tomatoes and saffron cream sauce, very tasty. They also have some other Moroccan specialties of shrimp, a pan seared salmon with mushrooms and hummus and olive harissa tomato sauce. And they also have another grouper dish marinated with olives and lemon confit, potatoes and green peppers. So a lot of great flavors there with some quality seafood dishes. Now, when you go on to the next pavilion, which is Japan, you think about sushi and you can certainly get sushi there, but they have some very good seafood options in Japan. You have spicy calamari at Tokyo Dining, and you also have as an entree wasabi shrimp. A lot of people love wasabi. It's grilled shrimp and it's served over grilled zucchini topped with kamizu wasabi sauce. So a lot of flavor there. They have a shrimp and crab tempura, which is lightly fried vegetables and flavored sea salt. And they also have their salmon dish with sweet yuzu vinaigrette served over shoestring sweet potato and mixed greens. Are you a noodle fan, Sam?
2: I love noodles. I love ramen. I'm assuming that's the direction you're going since we're in Tokyo right now. But yeah, I do love noodles.
1: Well, they have some seafood noodle options ramen noodles with grilled shrimp and asari clam and yuzu seafood broth they also have crispy fried noodles topped with shrimp and scallops and squid chicken and seasonal vegetables in a rich sauce and they also have udon noodles with shrimp tempura grilled chicken, baby clams, and spinach in a bonito dashi broth.
2: I love dashi broth. The depth of flavor that comes with it is really amazing.
1: And certainly at Tapanedo, you can get an appetizer of spicy calamari, you can get sushi, you can get salmon, which is a six ounce fresh Scottish filet served with spicy yuzu sauce, and tsunamono salad, udon noodles, vegetables, and steamed white rice. Of course, Edo, they cook right there at your table. It's really a show while you're waiting to eat and while you're eating.
2: It's an additional fun experience to being in Disney to have them cooking right in front of you.
1: Yes, and you can have them. If you don't want the salmon, you can certainly get grilled shrimp. You can get cold water ocean scallops. And as an add-on enhancement, You can add a four to six ounce northeastern cold water lobster tail. I love a good lobster tail. Now, when you go through the Japan Pavilion, you notice the tall pagoda look. It's a beautiful building. Have you ever been inside there?
2: I have. It's really nice inside there.
1: And there's a restaurant in there called Takumi Tai, which is Japanese for House of the Artisan. You can get some great artisan main courses.
2: I have heard a lot about this restaurant because it's pretty new, am I correct?
1: It is pretty new. You can get a sea bass, a salmon, and you can get tempura tiger prawn. So you can get those three main dishes. They are all cooked with some incredible sauces and the presentation, the combinations, the flavors of those three dishes makes me want to go right now. So moving on around the World Showcase, you have the Italy Pavilion and at Tutto Italia Ristorante. You certainly can find some seafood there. Again, they have their own version of salmon, but they also have a pasta, and I know we're talking about Italian food in the next episode, but they have a penne vodka, which is penne pasta, vodka sauce, and lobster meat. Mm,
2: Lobster and penne vodka sauce is a great combination.
1: Very satisfying. That's some good food for your soul right there. Now, moving on around to the China Pavilion at Nine Dragons, they have some seafood options such as Kung Pao shrimp, Now I love a good Kung Pao sauce, a good Kung Pao dish, whether it be chicken or shrimp, because it is usually very spicy and I love some spice. I love some heat to my meals, but they have a Kung Pao shrimp with peanuts and dried chilies as an entree. They have salt and pepper shrimp, which are fried with spinach noodles, and garlic dressing and they have a five spiced fish which is sauteed and a special sauce again so much flavor there I think you would leave extremely satisfied with any of those dishes now moving on around world showcase to Norway Norway is one of those pavilions that I just have not been able to get my family to try because they can't get the visual image out of their head <laughs> oh, no. so, well certainly You know, in Norway, you're going to have some Scandinavian seafood. And it's going to have the head of the fish still on the fish when they bring it to your table. And some members of my family just can't handle that. It certainly doesn't bother me because the fish is amazing. But you can certainly get a sample of Scandinavian seafood. They have an option called Taste of Norway. And it begins with an authentic Taste of Norway featuring some of the finest Scandinavian seafood and imported cheeses and cured and sliced meats that you can find anywhere and a vast selection of salads and fruits. It is a very hearty meal. And if you want a traditional Scandinavian meal, that's where you need to go.
2: I was going to say, it sounds like a very authentic meal.
1: Well, it certainly is. And of course, if you don't want to have a taste of Norway, you can still have a taste of salmon because they have their own salmon dish there that I don't think you will be disappointed with. Now, finally, go into one of your favorite pavilions, and that is Mexico. And who doesn't love a taco?
2: Gotta love those tacos.
1: And you can get shrimp or fish tacos at La Hacienda de San Angel. You can get the same at San Angel Inn uh, Restaurant. And also at San Angel Inn, you can get Camarones a la Diabla which is guajillo pepper and garlic sautéed shrimp served with roasted potatoes and crispy Brussels sprouts atop cilantro rice. I have had that dish. I was amazed at how wonderful it was. I will probably get it again next time I go. And I love the setting of that restaurant.
2: That meal sounds like it's spicy, Joel. Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) It is very spicy, which is right up my alley. And again, I love the setting of that restaurant. It is a very romantic restaurant. You're right there looking at the Mayan temple in the dark it's very dimly lit in there you're by the water it's a classic setting to me
2: i agree that's one of my favorite pavilions just because of the detail and the ambiance that's there inside that restaurant when you're eating it just adds to that experience
1: i think it's an experience that everyone needs to have at least once and finally talking about an experience everyone needs to have once You need to go back over to the UK Pavilion. The UK Pavilion has the best fish and chips that I've ever had anywhere in the world. I know that may sound odd coming from a theme park, but they are legit. They just satisfy my craving for fish and chips. It is a must-do every time we go. In fact, Stokes and I went down on one occasion just for a quick trip. We were over at Disney Studios and it was about time we were gonna to have to leave and drive back to Alabama. We walked from Disney Studios through the International Gate at Epcot and went to Yorkshire County Fish Shop specifically to get the fish and chips. And then we sat out there by the World Showcase Lagoon and people watched. It was a perfect day, perfect meal. And then we walked back to our car over at Disney's Hollywood Studios and drove home. But if you've never tried them, you have to try the fish and chips at yorkshire county fish shop you can certainly get them at the sit down restaurant of rose and crown dining room or rose and crown pub but that is a must do while you're at epcot
2: and i will completely agree with you on that usually when you go and when disney was open for everyone before the COVID restrictions happened there was a line how many miles down sometimes in order to get these fish and chips because the balance that they have between the lightness of the fish but also the depth of flavor with the breading that's also light, but gives you that satisfying crunch. I, The combination and the way that they're able to do it every single time so effectively, it is the greatest combination in your mouth when you eat these fish and chips.
1: And the quality has been the same every time I've gone. You're not gonna get a bad batch at any time.
2: And it's a good thing to also have if you have been drinking around the world all day, starting at the Mexico Pavilion. (laughs)
1: yep end up with some fish and chips at Yorkshire (laughs) County fish shop (laughs) well that gets it for Epcot so let's take the monorail on over to the Magic Kingdom
2: okay what do we have over in the Magic Kingdom
1: well the Magic Kingdom again one of the places my family never visits certainly Stokes and Kendra have on one of their recent trips to uh, the Magic Kingdom and I've been in there before But since my family doesn't eat seafood, or two members of my family don't eat seafood, we just shy away from Columbia Harbor House. But Columbia Harbor House, there in Liberty Square, I think is a place everybody should visit at least once and should visit often. You can get a great New England clam chowder, and I'm all about some good clam chowder you can get a lobster roll which is chilled lobster with a touch of mayonnaise and it's on a new england style bun which is slit in the top instead of on the side and it's served with house-made potato chips and uh, sam you mentioned salmon they also have their version of grilled salmon
2: there's just salmon dishes everywhere
1: everywhere and i love salmon I try to eat it every single week. It's hard for me to do, but I love a good salmon. I just love seafood, period. You can also get a grilled shrimp skewer served with vegetable rice and green beans with carrots there. So they have some good seafood options at Columbia Harbor House. Now, moving on to Fantasyland. Sam, I know you've eaten it Be Our Guest.
2: I have, and I've eaten it for lunch and dinner and now with their new prefix menu i've also had the pleasure of eating there recently so i can definitely talk about a couple of those options
1: have you eaten any seafood at B R guest
2: i have so along the lines of us talking about salmon at many restaurants especially when you're doing a sit down meal for a restaurant whether it be signature or not there's usually a sea scallop option and be our guest right now They have the sea scalloped option on top of a wild mushroom risotto. And I ordered it in the summer thinking, ugh, this is gonna be so heavy, but the flavor profile and the description sounded so delicious, so I ordered it, and it actually was very light. There's wild mushrooms that are in the risotto, there's a variation of them, and it has a very deep flavor, but it's not overly heavy. And the scallops were cooked and seared perfectly, which I was, again, pleasantly surprised at, that Disney, especially in a restaurant like BR Guest, where there's a lot of guests coming in and out all day long, I was kind of hesitant ordering the sea scallops, thinking they weren't gonna be cooked to perfection, which I kind of am a stickler about for scallops, but they were absolutely cooked to perfection. Nice and juicy on the inside, but seared on the top, on top of the risotto. So it was delicious.
1: That does sound delicious. And did you have the main Lobster Bisque as an appetizer?
2: I didn't, but I have tried it. I chose the other option from their prefix menu of the cheeses, but the bisque is absolutely delicious. Again, one of those options where you're thinking, oh, it could be super heavy. I'm not really sure about walking around all day, but it was super light and flavorful
1: another option for seafood at the magic kingdom is tony's town square i'm going to save a discussion on tony's town square for our next episode which focuses on italian food but just know that you can get a couple of pasta dishes at tony's town square that we will mention in our next episode so moving on to disney's hollywood studios There are some surprising seafood dishes at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, another go-to restaurant on practically every trip for my family is 50's Primetime Cafe. We just love the atmosphere there, and the food is good. I love a good crab cake, and one of their dishes is Grandpa's Crab Cake. I imagine Grandpa makes pretty mean crab cake. This is a lump crab cake served on succotash salad with bacon and chili sauce. Sounds delicious to
2: me. No, I haven't actually had this for a meal, but I tried some of my friends once when we had gone. And let me tell you, the lump crab that's in this crab cake was astounding. I've been to 50s primetime before when I was a little bit younger, and I kind of had a different viewpoint on it. I was like, oh, all (laughs) these food, they're from a time period where everything was heavy and not really that flavorful and not just good for you and i went to 50s prime time and had a completely different experience recently so let me tell you that crab cake is one of the best crab cakes that i've had it is not full of breadcrumbs it is really thick jumbo crab pieces inside of just a lightly seared crab cake which was astounding to me
1: well certainly 50s prime time does transport you back to a different day and time with the black and white televisions at your table playing some of the old black and white television shows but i love that era and i just love the atmosphere the entertainment from your server it's a very enjoyable experience and a lot of people don't think about fish on a salad but here you go again with a salmon option at 50s Primetime Cafe is a Caesar salad with salmon, which is romaine lettuce tossed with Caesar dressing, grated Parmesan, and garlic croutons with grilled salmon on top of it. If you're looking for a light dish, that's what you should get. Now over at the Hollywood Brown Derby, you can get some amazing shrimp and grits, andouille crusted shrimp, Cotswold chive and onion grits, poblano cream sauce, espaletti oil it is an amazing dish they also have an ahi tuna and a shrimp cocktail and with any dish you get at the hollywood brown derby you can enhance it with pan seared new england sea scallops or marinated shrimp skewers
2: and i have had these shrimp and grits joel and i don't know what it is it's so funny just recently i've become a grit person (laughs) I love all types of grits, even ones that don't have a lot of flavor to it. But these chive and onion grits are to die for. The balance of flavors within these grits, in addition to the shrimp, just adds to a very flavorful dish.
1: Well, that's good to know. I'm glad you're becoming a grit person.
2: And there's a lot of different places that you can get grits at Walt Disney World. And for some reason, I don't normally order a shrimp and grits meal, but it sounded so delicious with the chive and onion combination. Those are, again, two of my also favorite combinations. So I had to order it and it was definitely appetizing.
1: Well, I think you've given me a new idea for another episode.
2: All the grit locations.
1: All the grit locations. We're gonna have a grit (laughs) episode. (laughs) Uh, I'm all about some good grits. Now, another great place for some seafood at Disney's Hollywood Studios is Mama Melrose's Ristorante Italiano, and since our next episode will be focusing on Italian food, I'm going to save a discussion for Mama Melrose's until then, but they do have a couple of very interesting sounding seafood dishes, but while you're at disney's hollywood studios check out the abc commissary because you can get a fish and shrimp platter there or a shrimp platter i've actually had salmon there and it was good it was light it didn't weigh me down so i left there very satisfied now finally Let's make our way over to the Animal Kingdom. And if you've been to Animal Kingdom, you know that right there on the left as you go in is Rainforest Cafe. Rainforest Cafe does have some seafood options. They have Big Islander Shrimp Caesar Salad. So there you have shrimp on your salad if you're looking for something light. They have Caribbean Coconut Fried Shrimp. And I love a good Coconut Fried Shrimp. They serve it with coleslaw, plum sauce, and a choice of a side. They also have their version of fish and chips served English style with coleslaw and safari fries. And guess what else they have, Sam?
2: I want, I guess, a salmon.
1: They do have Aloha Salmon and Shrimp, which is Hawaiian glazed salmon and shrimp with fresh vegetables and Japanese rice. I love a good Hawaiian glaze. Now, another restaurant at Animal Kingdom is Tiffin's, and I haven't had the pleasure of eating at Tiffin's, but I believe you have. Is that right, Sam?
2: I have, and it is my second favorite restaurant in all of Walt Disney property.
1: So where's your first?
2: California Grill in the the Uh, top of the Contemporary. Okay. So again, a Signature Dining jewel. so we'll have to talk about that sooner or later.
1: Yes, and I do believe they have some seafood options there, but we'll save it for an episode strictly on Signature Dining.
2: They do, but Tiffin's, not only is it the epitome of Disney's Imagineering, it is such a culmination of different flavors and different variations of serving food, and it's just my favorite. So you walk into this restaurant and all the rooms are themed based on all Imagineering's research that they had done around the globe to help form the vibe and the aesthetic for Animal Kingdom so Joe Rody was who was the head of mostly organizing this but they brought back all these materials swatches from clothing pictures of different textured walls, color schemes that they had found in these markets and they had brought it back and they had an idea to put it all together into this one restaurant. And so you walk in and you are immediately surrounded by all this imagineering memorabilia and artifacts. And it's just amazing to be in that atmosphere while you're eating.
1: Wow, it does sound amazing. Again, I haven't had the pleasure, but I can't wait until I can actually go. So did you try the charred octopus as an appetizer?
2: I did, and it's funny that we talk about texture and me not liking certain things, but I love this charred octopus. So it's seared, and it has an olive tapenade on it with chorizo and a squid ink sauce, and every single bite that you have, all the flavors come together and mesh into this really flavorful bite with all the different textures of each of the pieces and all the different flavors and it really is one of the most amazing meals
1: well that does sound interesting and again octopus is one of those dishes that you just have a mental image of and that you're scared to try
2: well it comes out in all different sections so it doesn't actually 100 percent look like octopus they still have the what are those called joel on the octopus. The little suction cups. Yeah, they, it's still <laughs> you still have that on it. So I guess if you're a little hesitant about that, you can have someone cut those off a little bit. I just really enjoy this meal so much.
1: Well, I know you had to have the shrimp and grits too. Is that right?
2: <laughs> Surprisingly, no, I didn't. <laughs> because there's another dish that's my favorite on here. But I have heard from individuals in my party who did have the shrimp and grits that they enjoyed it very much because the flavor profile, they're trying to bring in multiple flavors from around, you know, Africa and Asia to bring them all in into this one dish. And I've heard that the spices that they use are just phenomenal.
1: I believe the shrimp and grits have a smoked pepper jam. Ooh. And applewood smoked bacon as well. It's
2: a good combination.
1: Oh yeah. So what is your favorite dish? on the menu at tiffin's restaurant
2: so this is one that is very scary to some individuals when they see it and if you haven't seen it yet i think you should open up google and type in whole fried sustainable fish at tiffin's and see what shows up because it is an entire whole fish head tail every single piece of this fish they batter it and fry it and it seems so simple but is the most delicious tasting fish that I've ever eaten in my life. So it comes out and it's on the plate and it's sitting up. They don't have it lying down. It's (laughs) curled around itself. So they come and they put it in front of you and they're like, here you go, here's your fish. So it is kind of intimidating, but you just take it a little bit at a time. But the fish comes on top of a fermented black bean sauce and a Mm. slaw. And the fermented black beans inside of this dish with the light and flakiness of the fish, but you also get the crunchiness of the fried outside exterior of this fish is just one of the best tasting bites I've ever had in my mouth, which is why I continue to order this every single time we go. Mm,
1: I love black beans. So you got me there. I love fried fish. And the slaw is a Thai green papaya
2: slaw. A lot of freshness in addition to this being fried. And I think that's something that Disney does very well. When they give you a portion of your meal that is super heavy, or potentially could be super heavy, they pair it with something that's a little bit lighter to break up that flavor profile. And this fish... When I first saw it without ordering it, my family member had ordered it. I was very intimidated and I thought it was going to have a different texture and profile than it did when I first tried it, but it is so light. So I will order this meal every single time that I go to Tiffin's just because it's that good. I will never stray from it.
1: And certainly for an enhancement with any dish you order at Tiffin's, you can get a lobster macaroni and cheese.
2: Yes, and I've tried this one as well. And this one was a little heavy, but the lobster that they put into the mac and cheese, they also must add some type of either the water from when they cook the lobster or some addition into it because you get a full mouthful of lobster mac and cheese. It's not just lobster inside of mac and cheese. It's just such a well-rounded dish with that, you know, massive lobster flavor when you bite into it. It's really delicious
1: well finally one more restaurant at the animal kingdom and i guess the last restaurant we will discuss in this episode of the lunchbox ghost is my daughter-in-law kendra's favorite restaurant on property and that is yak and yeti restaurant have you ever eaten at yak and yeti
2: i have and it is delicious and again that's an awesome atmosphere as well to eat at
1: oh yes i love yak and yeti i usually order the duck there but I have had some seafood items at Yak and Yeti. And I can tell you, we were walking through Animal Kingdom Park one day and it was getting close to five o'clock. It was getting close to the time that Yak and Yeti opens for dinner and starts serving dinner. We did not have a reservation, but I thought, okay, well, let's try. So I walked in and I walked up to the host just to see if they had a table or a room for four. And Kendra happened to walk in with me And the host looked and he came back and he said, yes, we have room for four. Give us about 10 minutes. And I turned around and Kendra said, yes, it was the most perfect reaction I've ever seen. Total happiness. She was so happy that we were going to get to eat at Yak and Yeti that I have to go. I have to go just so I can take her and see how happy it makes her to be at Yak and Yeti but they have appetizers, which they call small plates. And I ordered the firecracker shrimp. You know me, I love a good spice, I love some heat, and the firecracker shrimp did not disappoint. They're crispy fried shrimp tossed in a creamy, spicy sauce over Asian slaw. So that was very tasty, I got it as an appetizer. But they also have what they call shareables, which are meant for two, and they have ahi tuna nachos. Now I've not tried those, but it sounds interesting. I love some good nachos. I've never thought about putting ahi tuna on them, but it is sushi-grade ahi tuna, Asian slaw, crispy fried wontons, wasabi, aioli, and sweet soy glaze. There's a lot of flavor going on right there.
2: Ahi tuna nachos are also one of my favorite meals at any place that I get. I love raw tuna, and I love wasabi, and then you have that combination of the lightness of a fish, the spiciness of the wasabi, and then the fried wontons, it's such an awesome combination of food.
1: And certainly they have a seared tuna salad, they have some noodles and bowls with lo mein shrimp, and of course they have their specialties, guess what they have is one of their specialties?
2: salmon for a thousand dollars (laughs) please
1: you are correct miso glazed atlantic salmon with coconut ginger rice and stir fried vegetables and they also have coconut crusted shrimp jasmine rice stir fried vegetables served with plum barbecue sauce i am dying for some seafood right now i hope you are too and i hope all your foodish mortals on your next trip to walt disney world will plan to grab some seafood in one of these four parks Sam, I've enjoyed having you once again on the Lunchbox Ghost.
2: And it's always a pleasure to be here, Joel.
1: So I look forward to our next discussion in future episodes. Folks, it's a big ocean out there. And you and I aren't the only ones in it. So we shouldn't live and act like we are the only ones that matter. Life is tough. We all have our storms that we have to get through. And sometimes we simply lose our way. We're all in this ocean of life together, and that's why we all need each other. When something is too hard, there is always another way. And if everybody got somebody by the hand, maybe everyone could learn and understand. Learn and understand that we all have a lot more in common than we think. And when we get to know one another, learn one another understand one another whether a neighbor a co-worker or a complete stranger we're more likely to help one another and help one another realize that when something is too hard there is always another way you know the best things do happen by chance so please take a chance and take the time to take people by the hand And listen to them. Try to feel what they feel. And pick them up instead of pushing them down. Be a friend. We all need one. And when life gets you down, you know what you gotta do. Just keep on swimming. And continue to listen in to the Lunchbox Ghost to see what the Lunchbox has for you. I am dying to have you. Ah,
0: there you are, and just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of lingering hunger for Disney's culinary craving. <laughs> Hurry
2: back. Hurry back. Be sure to bring your appetite make final arrangements now to join us next time for more foodish morsels we're dying to have you
1: if you would like to join our jamboree be sure to like share comment and rate the lunchbox ghost on all of your favorite social media and podcast platforms hurry over as we would love your company now if this episode has given you hunger pains Be on the lookout for our blog to discover more delectable delights. You've been listening to the Lunchbox Ghost Podcast, part of the Imagination Radio Network and a BRS production.